Blog Talk Radio. NFL podcast and we have a special 2020 NFL draft uh, live instant reaction podcast for you today and we have the whole crew here we have a full house this is amazing we got Ryan Whitfield we got Joey Alibro we got Scott King and later on uh, we're going to be joined by a special guest Adam and Eva from the Burgundy and Gold Report and we're going to give you instant reaction as we go through the 2020 NFL draft live it is amazing First of all, let me start off by saying, Ryan, welcome back to the show with your microphone. This is momentous that we actually have this working and operating, and it's not just a pure silence or you cursing. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's a good sign for what we're going to see happen tonight. Um, you know, as a Patriot fan, you yeah, don't get to get, out, get excited for the draft very often, but being inside the top 25 of the pick is a rarity, so I'll take it. <laughs> right. Not to, not to mention that you are you might be looking at drafting a quarterback tonight. I mean, maybe. Who knows? You think you have a chance it's going to happen? So uh, I'll just give it quickly. Uh, my my thoughts on tonight is um, I do think the Marquise Lee chain signing this morning changes some things. Though I still hope. If T. Higgins is sitting there at 23, that's where they go. Um, I like uh, Espinoza as, as, as another guy to go for them in, in that spot. However, if Tua starts sliding into the teams, that's the only situation I could see uh, the Patriots trying to move up to get one of these guys. Other than that, I like, as I said, all offseason, give me Jalen Hurts or Jake Fromm on day three uh, or late day two for them. But if, if Jalen starts Slip, I mean, not Jalen. If uh, Tua starts slipping around 14 or 15, uh, I would not be stunned if the Patriots at that point make a move up to go try to get him. Um, but please don't touch anybody else uh, in this in this day yeah. one range of. Well, it'll be really it'll be really interesting if something like that happens. I know Joey, you had some thoughts on Tua. Why don't you, why don't you sound off on that? What do you what are your thoughts here on Tua? Because like, you kind of primed primed us on this pre-show. Okay, so. Um... I, thought, I wanted to talk about Joe Burrow versus Tua in terms of who has the higher ceiling. I feel like draft analysts this entire time have been kind of putting Burrow on a pedestal while just consistently knocking Tua. Um, and what are the knocks that we see on Tua? It's always he had a great supporting cast and he's off injured, right? Well, well what about Burrow, uh, who had one of the well, definitely the best supporting cast in college football? He had Justin Jefferson, he had Chase, he had Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and he had a season of with Joe Brady, who's now the offensive coordinator with Carolina Panthers. Um, so I think Tua actually has the higher ceiling here. Um, I, I don't understand. I think we're overthinking Tua um, and falling. Um, I, I don't I don't get it. It's it's actually really frustrating. Um, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. And and Scott, I got to pivot to you because the, the first step of chaos may be at the third pick. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Just the Lions, your Lions, you know, trying to desperately get out of that third pick. Do you think they're going to actually find a way to get a trade partner? And if they don't, I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah, I definitely think they need to get out of this pick. This is not, um, you know, a place where they can grab exactly what they need now unless it's if something happens at two and they can land Chase Young, then I definitely think they need to stay there. But 
If not, they, they need to drop back and they can pretty much take value at any position. I, I don't look anywhere on this Lions roster and see, you know, any real solid depth. Um, so I think they're going to right, try to move out and, and unless Chase Young's there, they're just going to grab best player available. Um, and, and we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know, I'm just I'm excited to see him move out. I, I've been real disappointed lately. The Hawkinson pick last year was, was really tough on me and still recovering. So <laughs> hopefully do a better right. job. I got you. And uh, I got a little help with me tonight. I've got uh, football extra points junior riding shotgun with me. So he's going to be nice. giving some shout outs to the Lions as well. Excellent. Well, that's excellent. That's good. Always good to have a couple extra voices out there. And let me tell you, Scott, I'm still suffering from the Mitch Trubisky pick uh, several years ago. So, yeah, I have a little PTSD with regard to trades at the beginning of drafts. Not so good. Well, we'll see what happens. Ryan, what do you think about, you know, you said Tua might slip into, you know, if Tua slips into the teens, maybe you see somebody make a move. Maybe even the Patriots just make a move. You think it's likely that Tua is going to fall out of the top ten? I mean, it's it's always tough going into the draft to to decipher through the uh, the smoke and and what's what has actual weight to it. Um, right. You know, but I, I agree with a lot of what Joey said. Uh, mark that down because I don't say that often. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> this, this is, is momentous. This is classic. <laughs> I mean, it's classic. It's classic overthinking it, right? It's you know you see how good Tua is when he's when he's healthy. Um, but then people start to to try to find flaws, and also we've made the case for Justin Herbert being a better prospect than Tua to uh, to Bailo. So um, you know, any evaluation that has Justin Justin Herbert above him um, is flawed in my opinion. Um, the the one knock, the only thing, because I, I take this outside of the talent, the one thing that does actually make me a little bit nervous about Tua, um, PFF has done some some work on him. Uh, and I, I, I forget the percentage and I don't have it in front of me, forgive me, but uh, let's just say an overwhelming majority of his completions last year were to his first read. When he has to move off mm-hmm. his first read and go to second, third, or fourth reads, um, the numbers come mm. significantly down um, and, wow. and more so than, than you normally would see. So I think that that's one potentially concerning thing. Um, the other stuff right. you read about him is the stuff you always see about, um, tread on this lately, uh, African American right. athletic quarterbacks, where we, we they, it's it's almost like the NFL is still stuck in like this old old syndrome sometimes, and um, so now we're trying to call label him as injury prone and that he, he doesn't have a good enough arm and um, some of that you know that that rhetoric that I just disagree with and there is um, right there's a Twitter account I believe it's the NFL doc I forget who it is but I saw something like that was a in they they went through to his injuries and there are more injuries there were freak injuries this is not a guy who's prone to injury it's he he had a couple injuries happen to him um and and he's an electric player so i don't think he should fall outside the top 10 as a patriot fan i'm praying he does and i'm praying they do something to get up into the the mid-teens to go get him um that's my only pipe cream scenario tonight other than that you know patriots take best available at 23 i'm happy but uh, if he does start fighting somehow uh, I'm praying that the Patriots go up there and get them. I can see that being good. Go ahead. Yep. I have a few more thoughts on Burrow and Tua. Um, <clears throat> for three years, we well, technically about two years, we saw Tua uh, basically dominate college football. Um, I, w- I witnessed it firsthand 
losing to him in the national championship in 2017. Um, but mm-hmm. this was really the first year that Joe Burrow burst onto the scene. Um, I'm looking at his junior season stats here online, and they're super underwhelming. And I got to think that the NFL has to take into consideration a, a player's entire body of work. I don't understand why they're putting Burrow on this pedestal for one. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was one of the best college football seasons I've ever seen from a player ever. I mean, in my 20 years of being alive. And, but Tua just was consi- consistent. And his first year starting at 43 touchdowns to six picks. Um, and, you know, he was going through multiple offensive coordinators every year. Um, right. I don't know what the case that LSU was, but I know last year when Joe, uh, Joe Brady got there, um, that's when Burrow really took off. Um, and I don't think mm-hmm. we knock him enough for that. Um, not to say that I don't think Burrow's going to be good. Um, I think Burrow will just do just fine, but I think the the rhetoric, the rhetoric around Tua just isn't fair. Yep. So, Joey, let me ask you this question. Yeah, because the Cincinnati Bengals – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, and I'll throw it out there, and then you can flip it back over, but the Bengals have said Burrow is going to change their franchise for 10 years. So they have the utmost confidence he's going to turn things around and this is a momentous occasion. They already started celebrating, for goodness sake. So what, what are you thinking here, Ryan? You're you going to jump back in on this conversation, uh, Tua? Um, <laughs> sorry, you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This Scott, I was trying to just ju- just real quick on Burrow, you know, being a Buckeye yep. and then leaving. I, I think you can't um, – understate the the fact that Joe Brady was a huge influence on him. I mean, he was in the right system with the right talent at the right time. And his talent wasn't enough to overcome, you know, some shortcomings on his own. He had to be in that system with, with uh, Brady. So he's not going to a good team, right? I mean, we can't short, we, we can't play, you know, pass, look over the fact that the Bengals are horrible. Um, so he's not going into a good situation. He's not going to have kind of the elevated talent like they have at LSU. And he did have a great season, but you know there's a lot of other factors. He didn't just pull LSU out of the dumpster. They had a lot of talent. Right. They they just you know needed him to execute. So I mean I just don't see him being able to just totally put this franchise on his shoulders and carry it. I mean, is he really that much different than what Andy Dalton was when he came out? I, I don't, I don't know that he's head and shoulders above. Mm-hmm. Ryan, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, so I'll just say that in general, you can't go wrong in my opinion with Burrow uh, or to uh, uh, it's a weird draft class because I like the, the front end guys and I like those mid round guys a lot too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of what Burrow can do, yes, it was a one-year sample size. So, you know, we have to see what it, what it looks like. Um, and, and Cincinnati, as an organization, uh, in my opinion, is, is one of the more flawed professional sports teams um, that, you know, all you have to do is look at the, the length of time that Marvin Lewis was allowed to coach without ever really accomplishing anything <laughs> to know uh, how, how secondary winning is um, in, in terms of, priorities for that franchise. So um, Cincinnati is a long way to go before they're relevant again. I, I think AJ Green is done. Uh, a guy really is, is a little bit more of an athletic type player. Um, he's not one of those big, mm-hmm. you know, I know he's tall, but he's not the big physical receivers that I like so much. Um, and to have three injuries. 
uh, have uh, reoccurring. Uh, is there any surprise that T Higgins is the guy I want in a Patriot uniform? You give me T Higgins and uh, Nikhil Harry on the same roster. I'm going to, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I always thought that AJ green was on um, the more brittle side. You know, he reminds me of a, a Demarius Thomas type. Um, so any, his age, the foot injuries. So, you know, and that's probably your best piece there. So I, I don't think Burrow comes in and they, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of probably like the late, whatever it was, 1999 season uh, with Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. I don't think they'll say anything about the prospect, um, but I just think it'll say as far as how far away the organization is. All all I can say on the quarterbacks is uh, Herbert, uh, Eason, and Jordan Love, no thanks. I'll take the top two. Really? Can't go wrong with them. And I I love that middle class. Um, The guys we talked about, I I mentioned earlier in in, in Hertz and Fromm um, and and some more of those prospects that are in, in those, you know, late day two, early day three range. Um, but yeah, right. those are the three. I'm, I'm completely well, offset. Wow. We've got some, we, but we have some Jordan Love and Justin Herbert Love here, so to speak. No pun intended. Joey, you're on one side of that. Scott, you're on one side of that. Care to make your case, Joey? Um, <laughs> I almost forgot about our bet, so we're about probably 45 minutes away from <laughs> you're not away that easy. The Twitter profile pictures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just don't. I don't think the Jordan Love hype train that's been being pushed lately—that oh he's going to go ahead of Herbert or whatever—is anything remotely true. Um, I think Love wow. maybe at, at his best goes late first um, to a team that maybe trades up back into the first round that misses out on one of those top two guys. Um, and I think uh, Herbert probably goes top ten, if not somewhere in the teens, to another team that maybe trades up. Um, I honestly also don't like Herbert. He reminds me a lot of Josh Allen. Um, I was listening wow. to a Colin Coward earlier today, and he's an, he's an asshole. I don't like him, but um, <laughs> family friendly. Forgot. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he had a Fox uh, draft analyst on, and he was saying um, Justin Herbert is a thrower. He's not a passer. Um, he, he's a blunt force instrument at quarterback. Was his exact quote, and I, I think that fits. Um, Josh Allen and Herbert to a T. Um, so if you were a team that liked Josh Allen, like the Giants, um, you would you would like Justin Herbert. And uh, last year, before the Giants drafted Daniel Jones and before Herbert decided to return for his fourth season, there was huge rumors that um, that they loved Herbert. And then again, we saw uh, a couple days ago that the Giants love Herbert. Um, definitely a smokescreen. No way Gettleman drafts another quarterback this year, it would be the most right. idiotic thing I've crazy. seen in my entire life. But <laughs> right. uh, Absolutely. all that to say, uh, a lot of teams uh, like that mold in a quarterback, just a gunslinger, you could say. Well, I don't remember. I don't know if uh, you guys watched the Bills. Uh, was it the wild card game where Josh Allen was just uh, – he was, I, was the most ridiculous quarterback play I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, just the decisions he was making – uh, kind of boneheaded, but kind of kind of worked at sometimes, and I think that's the type of prospect right. that Justin Herbert is. Um, but anyways, I think he goes above Jordan Love. Um, just okay. the body of work is a lot a lot stronger. Okay, all right, Scott, rebuttal on that one. I know you got you got the other side of this, and of course your Twitter avatar at risk. Yeah, I, th- I think for me it's it's more about how. NFL teams behave and, and how we've seen over the past years where a team falls in love with a guy, 
maybe like a Mitch Trubisky more than others, and they think they can do something <laughs> with them, and they think they're smarter than everybody else. So I, I think we definitely will see, uh, you know, teams that we, we've seen, you know, Tebow go in the first round, maybe over a ski. Right. We, we've seen this happen, and, and I, I don't think it's as much about NFL-ready talent as it is about some team thinking that they, they can really crack the code with this guy and turn him into the next Patrick Mahomes. And, and right. that's where I'm, right. I'm betting. I'm betting on the the stupidity of an NFL team over anything else because I've seen it, um, you know, for many years. And and like we talked about in the last uh, podcast, anytime Joe mentions age, it makes me feel like I'm 150 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you. That's because you are, though. I mean, isn't that fair to say? I should you. <laughs> I know. I didn't so, think it, I didn't think I was until I hear these these numbers being thrown around. Yep, most definitely. Hey, uh, Joey, hey, so, I got to ask you this, Joey. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so I just want to make two two follow up points on that. First of all, uh, I'll show my age too because Joey was probably like ten when this guy was originally drafted. But um, he, <laughs> he sees Josh Allen as a comp for Herbert. I'd say Blaine Gabbert. Um, but looking wow, at wow, Blaine Gabbert, yeah. Uh, uncatchable so this is actually a a tweet from uh anthony um so obviously no i I give a lot of love to the guys at pff um but this was a uncatchable pass percentage when throwing beyond the line of scrimmage last year joe burrow led the league with a 15.4 percent tyler huntley is actually number three with 16.4 Tua tugavalola uh it was in fifth with a 20.1 percent herbert was 33rd with 24 and a half percent and all the way down at 102 was love at 31.4%. So um, wow. that's obviously grading more than just, uh, you know, incompletions, but grading what, what, what is, you know, analyzed and deemed over there as an uncatchable throw. Um, past just the line of scrimmage was the threshold there. So even one yard down the field. So that, that is why it's it stats like that. Uh, there's some very alarming stats about both Herbert and love uh, and Eason as well. That makes me, um, you know, not uh, not not want anything to do with either one of those guys, especially especially if the mock drafts are correct uh, and the big boards are correct and the value, uh, you know, in terms of draft capital that you're going to have to uh, to spend to actually take one of those two. Uh, I'm I'm completely all set. Well, you know, it's interesting if you look at um, some of the uh, so, some of the things that people have said about some of the other quarterbacks, in particular Tua. You know, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Skip Bayless came out today and said that Tua is going to make everyone look silly when they pass on him. Of course, he's infamous for saying that the Raiders should have selected Johnny Manziel over Khalil Mack. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But does that in any way make you feel worried, Joey, that uh, that you're on the same side as Skip Bayless right now? Oh, that's always definitely a worrying sign, you know, the same side as Skip Bayless. <laughs> um, but just, just back to the love point, uh, I haven't gotten to look at his stats, but, man, 17 interceptions last year at Utah State. Come on, man. <laughs> and only 20 touchdowns. Um, yeah. And Brian made a great point about his uh, uh, the uncatchable pass uh, percentage there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to picking out a, a, just a gorgeous picture for Scott to put on his Twitter. 
Uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> well, we'll see if it happens tonight or not. We all had our over-under for a number of quarterbacks drafted in the first round at four, which means that all four of those guys will theoretically be drafted tonight, so we'll probably get an answer to that before we get to the end of the first round. And we are on the clock now with Cincinnati. with seven, a little over seven minutes left, and there's a lot of talk and chatter. I'm surprised the pick hasn't come in yet at this point because I thought we were going to put it in pretty quickly. They've been talking about this pick for at least five months now or four months now, I should say. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Any possible surprises? And then I know that we talked about this earlier, but Washington, I guess, locked in now at two. Is that the, uh, the current uh, scuttlebutt? No movement there? Uh, yeah, uh, from what I was reading, um, looks like the Bengals are already on the clock. They have about six minutes left. See, that's going to be Burrow. Yep. And then everything I was reading was that Washington uh, was fielding calls for the number two pick, didn't like anything they saw. And uh, Bradford, he also mentioned that it's because they really love their prospects. So I can't see it being anybody other than Chase Young, who's probably the consensus most talented player in this draft outside the quarterback. Yep. yep. Um, so I, I think we were waiting on uh, Detroit to make that first domino fall um, for the rest of the draft. Right, right. It'll be interesting to see what happens there and what Detroit's able to accomplish uh, moving back because we know there's a bunch of people trying to move forward, including uh, the Falcons also looking to go forward. They're not sure how far forward they want to go. Dolphins looking to try to, try to move up as well. So uh, possible intrigue there as both the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants look to trade back in the draft. Now we're watching Joe Burrow sit at home with his parents waiting to get drafted, which is like a foregone conclusion. I can't believe he hasn't gotten the phone call yet. This is unbelievable. <laughs> hey, while we're waiting, uh, I got a question for Scott. Um, if the Lions do stay at three and they take Okuda to replace Slay, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not a pick that, that I get super excited about, but I, I'm – I'd satisfied that they're filling a big need and it's going to make them better. So they can go, they could go, um, Akuda there. They could also go, um, uh, Kinlaw. You know, I, I like that. That wouldn't be a bad pick. Um, I, if they take two of, I, I don't know. I might jump out the window. Um, <laughs> but, you know, really, they, they've got needs everywhere. They could go linemen, either side of the ball. I mean, Simmons would be awesome, too. I I'd, I'd, I think, I mean, you find a way to get him in, in the game, right? I mean, he's he's cut from the uh, um, Palomalu kind of, uh, Troy Palomalu kind of uh, walk. So, I'm I'm satisfied either way. Last year with the, the Hawkinson, I mean, that came out of the field. Right. Or maybe they can right. well, maybe definitely. they can just completely blow the pick, and you can blow Matt Patricia out of town, and and start over fresh <laughs> next year. I mean, maybe that's the ultimate yeah. uh, the ultimate long play here. Yeah, that yeah. that would be just yet another coach and another GM. But I, I, the reality is they're waiting on Belichick to call them and tell them what to do. So whatever right. whatever the message <laughs> is from Bill, that's what they'll do. Right. <laughs> I saw oh, that tweet earlier thing. that Yahoo had put out <laughs> that, yeah, that uh, was Matt awesome. Patricia was that in the draft the, room. Yeah. <laughs> a way to hear from Bill Check. Yeah. yeah, that that live draft was was uh that that draft feedback 
uh, from Sport Yahoo Sports was pretty funny. Oh, it's yep. in. Hey, let me. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Oh, here we go. I mean, is, is this going to be a I'm shocker? Behind. I can't imagine this is going to be. My stream is behind. I don't know. Someone. We'll find out whose whose cable service is uh, the fastest. Uh, uh, none of us, I guess, because I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a pick yet either. <laughs> um, I, Scott, they, uh, talking about the Lions at three, I think it'd be uh, absolutely hilarious um, if they went Herbert, because it'd be a double whammy for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, well, that I, would be something horrible. I I had heard that the the Lions were interested in Derek Brown at three. How would you feel about that? Wow. Um, Looks like we finally got the pick in. It hasn't come up yet, but there it is. I see Joe Burrow on the screen there uh, from 2019 getting his trophy, and I see the Bengals pick is in. I assume that everyone is assuming that this is going to go according to script. I think we all I think we all knew that about 15 minutes ago and, and then some. I don't know why it's taken so long to get us to this. Point, right. Well, we've had 25 minutes of analysis over the first Number one pick, right? <laughs> Watch him come up with Chase Young, throw everybody for a loop. No, Zach Taylor had to call Tom McVay and ask him if it was okay to draft Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> I want real um, chaos. Don't even don't even give me him. Give me uh. I want them to go way off the way off the cusp here and, and take uh, take Derek Brown because we all know how I feel about interior uh, defensive and offensive <laughs> right. players. So, uh, right there, build, right, your fran- right. build your franchise around a defensive tackle. That 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 would that I would should... be very Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, or, or maybe they should just go ahead and draft a, a running back. Let's just take Jonathan Taylor number one overall. Really stick it to uh, get into Ryan's under under his skin there. Okay, all right, so my well, my got to pick. Done. All right, no surprises. So we're, we're seeing. Are we seeing uh, pictures of zoos? Is that what we're watching right now? I don't know what I'm seeing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> They're really milking this for all it's worth. Yes, we know the pick is in. <laughs> it's been in for like five minutes. Go. Oh, you guys haven't had. You haven't had the pick come across yet. I've already seen the pick. So clearly, uh, we're, we're slightly behind you because I just got the pick in. <laughs> and I'm and, streaming uh, on Sling, so I'm surprised I got that. Oh, is that a plug? Hey, Sling, you want to sponsor us? <laughs> yeah, Sling, give us a call. <laughs> All right, this is expected. Uh, Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati Bengals. So yeah, there's not, uh, not a lot to analyze there. Yeah, there's not <laughs> a lot to talk about, is there? We, we kind of we already talked Joe Burrow to death. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, I think for the sure first did. two picks here, we're gonna just start turning our attention to the, what's about to happen. So, do we now? Now right. do we get to start talking about Chase Young? Yeah, <laughs> we sure. We, I mean, what's it to say about Chase Young? He is the best guy in the draft. I think he's obviously. If you didn't need a quarterback, he's the guy at the top of the draft, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. they pat. This for me is is going to be huge for the Lions. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of talent, but if Chase Young isn't the pick here. The Lions had better grab him. I mean, that that's a 
the Buckeyes have just been cranking out these edge rushers, and, and that would be very exciting. I mean, you can put them on the other side with, with Flowers, and, and then you're looking at some serious pressure coming from the line. So I, I hope this is not Chase Young. <laughs> Although, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the trade. I don't see how they skip them, how they, how they pass on them. Well, it's not like the I've Redskins are the most uh, functional uh, organization in football, so <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way. true. That's that's true. I saw a little yeah. bit of noise around uh, Simmons, I think, online, just a little bit. Um, sure. And then, you know, we talked about Brown, you know, made the lines grab Nick Brown. But I think there's – I don't know. This, I think it's probably going to be young, but I sure hope it's not. Right. Well, I, I wishful thinking on your part, Scott. I'm pretty sure it's going to be locked in. But before we get there, since we have a split second here, Brian, let me get your reaction on Gronkowski going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan, are you just flabbergasted by that? I've got the pick in on my feed. Redskins are on are in, so they they didn't need use the whole clock. Yeah, it's definitely young, right? I don't think. Yeah, I have. I have. have, uh, No. Oh yeah, I got the pick showing as in now too. I haven't seen who it is, but. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine the Redskins making it less complicated than the Bengals. (laughs) So what? That is crazy. So, Ryan, let me ask you this question about the, so t- the Gronkowski to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while we have a few minutes here. you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so also, uh, just to give you a heads up, at any point during the show, um, you, you, you kick it to me and I'm not here. I've gotten up to get a beer. Um, I planned on us being on a periscope, so I <laughs> well, thought you'd be able fair. to see that. No problem. It's draft night, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Gronkowski um, – I mean, it was it was clear he wasn't ever going to play uh, in New England again. I know he came out yesterday and said that if Brady had stayed, he would have considered coming out of retirement, that it was really just about the year off. Uh, you go back to his Super Bowl comment two years ago about, you know, you take a hitting uh, or take a beating to your head like that. It doesn't just affect you physically. Mm-hmm. It affects you mentally, too. And people expect you to come in and be happy-go-lucky, and you can't do it. Um, and I think that that was – at uh, a shot at the business-like mentality that it is under coach Belichick, where it's um, don't really care what's going on outside. You're expected to show up and just do your job. And so I think there was some, I think there was some of that from him. Um, but what I'll say is, uh, I mean, he took a retired player who he had zero leverage for. I know people started floating OJ Howard and I'll admit that I got caught up in a second saying, well, if you really do hate OJ Howard, which it seems, feels like Bruce Arians does, you, right. and you really don't like him at all, and you want Gronkowski to make your new quarterback happy, I mean, maybe they would flip him for it. But at the end of the day, the Patriots had zero leverage. You know, I, I'm sure that Aaron, yeah. that, that negotiation was pretty short. They probably threw the fourth pick out there, and if Belichick wavered, they probably said, what are you going to do? He's not coming back to you, so we're right. not really going to have you on this. You're going to take the fourth-round pick and say thank you and walk away, and we'll both, you know, uh, and we'll both be better for it. So. I, I've been, I've long been on on his on the on the show saying this, and I was a huge Gronkowski fan, obviously. Um, and as we made noted on the show a million times, that my second favorite non or my favorite non Patriot team is the Seahawks, particularly the Legion of Boom yep. Seahawks. Um, so I was a big Marshawn Lynch fan, 
But I said the same thing when he came back. You just, you just don't take a year off and come back and get better. And Gronk was beat up, and, and there were a lot of injuries plaguing him there. But this was the concern about him coming out of college, and he can say he's got his body right away. Back, back problems do not go away. I, I've had scoliosis since I was 13 years old. Let me tell you, back pain and back problems don't go away. You're going to live with that your whole life. So he's always going to be a ticking time bomb in that respect. Um, and secondly, he lost speed. He wasn't good in 20 years. He, I mean, he had a nice, yep. uh, a nice Super Bowl, which I think was a nice shining moment to go out on and, and leaves a fresh image in people's minds. But overall, 2018 was not a good year. He took all the last year off, and now he's going to come back at 30 in a new offense. And I, this is the thing with Brady, Brady in general, and, and now Brady and Gronkowski, is that, um, you know, the Patriots, you know, routinely had a hard time working new players in. And Brady's historically impatient with young kids, uh, with new people who can't pick up what he wants them to pick up. Now he's got to go do it with an entire team. And Gronkowski, I think, is, is really more in the management kind of level of, of player and mindset of Brady. And so it's, I, just, I look at it and say, on paper, great move for the, for the Buccaneers. And um, if it works, and he really is him old, his old self, with the rest of the weapons they have there, it's going to be a huge move for Tampa. Um, but I don't think right. – uh, but I, 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 I could see where it goes really wrong. Um, and I'm, as a Patriot fan, I'm just glad that the Patriots got something uh, for somebody who was never going to suit up for us again. Right, right, absolutely. And, of course, the, I, uh, they, uh, Chase Young getting the call. Yep. Yeah, but I don't think he's, he doesn't look too happy. I, I don't I, – no, at least on my feed. Oh, here we go. Picks coming in. He didn't look like he was really excited. Neither did Burrow, sure. though. I don't excited. know if this whole experience is, like, weird for them or whatever, but it's just – I haven't seen a lot of, like, elation on anybody's face so far. Right. Yeah, right. No, I see a lot of uh, consternation. Yeah, I do not look very happy. Very interesting. Um, on the Gronk trade, um, before we get this pick in here, uh, I think the best comment I saw on it was that Bill Belichick was able to trade a WWE superstar for a fourth-round pick, so that's pretty much my entire thought. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, that's pretty not good. Bad. Of course, WWE <laughs> champion. WWE champion, all right? So he has some value. Hey, the pick is in. It is Chase Young. Okay, there it is. Not uh, right, super excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to downplay it a little bit. Now I'll put the lines on the clock. We're already down, so the picks are coming in a little late. So by the time it clears, the lines were at five minutes. Um, just real quick on the Gronk, I was trying to look. I'm having a little connectivity issues here. I was trying to pull up the, the 2019 tight end um, rankings, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb with Gronk. I think I had him. I sent out a tweet. Somebody had asked, and I'd have met like. 40-something catches, call it 600 yards and six touchdowns or something in that in that range. I think that's going to put him definitely in a top situation. So I, he's definitely still um, fantasy relevant. I, I don't think right. he's going to be – I think he'll be overdrafted. You know, he's not going to put up top five numbers, but it's a pretty yeah. low ceiling for – for a uh, a tight end to just break that top top twelve, I mean it's it's fifty catches, six seven hundred yards, and maybe four or five touchdowns, and you're pretty solid in that top ten tight end range for fantasy. Most definitely, 
And I think uh, not fantasy related, and I think that uh, Ryan will appreciate this, something that people overlook is that Ron, Red Gronkowski was one of the better uh, blocking tight ends in the NFL as well as being uh, having great hands and running good routes. So, you know, keep in mind that uh, that is something else they can do in Tampa Bay, giving Tom Brady more time will be uh, definitely helpful to him to get used to that offense. And Gronkowski can give him that, not just a target, but extra time in the pocket. Uh, and I will also uh, mention the fact that, you know, he, you, he has a year off, and that's yet to be determined whether that's a plus or a minus. So we'll see how that all kind of weeds out. Looks like there's two minutes left on the clock for the Detroit Lions. That's what I got right now. And uh, no pitch. No nothing. Any Any – Chatter on your end, guys? Uh, I have not seen anything yet. Um, but the fact that they're taking this long made point to that they have a trade in the works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see a minute and 50 seconds left uh, on the clock for them. Well, I got it. It's, it's in, so we'll see. The only thing they could do that would shock me at this point is take a quarterback. If they if they take a quarterback here, then I I don't know I'm I, I don't know what they're doing. But I think Okuda is probably <laughs> the consensus pick here. And Scepter tweeted out um, about five minutes ago that unless something changes soon, the Lions are expected to hold on to the number three overall pick and make their selection. Wow. Okay. So there you go. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And obviously in our mock draft. Uh, and I know you had, you had uh, qualified this when you made the pick, Scott, but you had Tua, I believe, at number three, saying that someone would probably move up to three and take it to a nut that the, that the Lions would. But how do you feel about that right now? I mean, what happens if Tua ends up in Detroit? I think that would be – I mean, that, then you're just throwing the, throwing the towel in for another five years of rebuild because you've invested so much around Stafford and all, all the – all the critics of Stafford, I think, saw last year what happens when he's off the field. I mean, he covers – I've watched every snap of this team for 30, I don't know, seven-something years. And there wow, – really he about covers that. up <laughs> – yeah. Well, I did the math for how – when I probably remember seeing him. But, oh, here we go. It's coming in now on my feed. See, I just saw someone on Twitter say it was Jeff Okuda, but it's not a verified account. So, yeah, yeah, Okuda. So, I'm um, I'm good with that. I mean, it, like I said, it fills a need. It it sends a Buckeye into Detroit, so I think that helps their their defense. And they're probably going to go heavy defense. I would expect in the draft. Um, so, not a shock, not disappointed. Wow. I think it fills a need. Solid player. And it's a Buckeye, so it's kind of a win-win for me. Yep. No, it's it's a little surprising, but I guess if you're in that number three spot, who do you really need? And, and that certainly makes a lot of sense. And I guess you kind of previewed this a little bit uh, earlier in the podcast. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about this uh, this move, Jeff Akuda? I mean, I think it's, it's – it's, I mean, so far, a pretty predictable draft of the first three. Um, now it should actually get a little bit fun and interesting because this is always yep. the best part of the draft. But um, you know, I think Okuda was was far and away the best um, corner in this draft. I think 
to win in the modern football era, you have to invest in players in the passing game on both sides of the ball. So uh, I, I, I like this pick. Obviously, they moved on from Darius Slay. Go up and get a good young kid yep. to replace him. Um, Matt Patricia still sucks. So, you know, what difference will it make? I don't know. <laughs> but um, well, at, don't least, know. <laughs> uh, at least they got a good player here. Well, now the excitement starts. Yeah, I was just looking down here at the board, right? So, I mean, we've got the Giants who don't need a quarterback getting ready to come. And then we could see a a little bit of a mini run here coming on quarterbacks because that's usually, you know, it's kind of like fantasy, right? You do your draft and you're kind of holding, holding, holding for a quarterback until the first first team moves and then everybody kind of freaks out and, and jumps and uh, right, and we might see you know if, if they don't go here with uh, if this pick doesn't get get traded, we might see a little bit of a run here. Well, I would say for, almost for sure that uh, Dolphins go for for Tua if uh, if uh, if the Giants stick here or if somebody trades up and doesn't take Tua. And uh, let me ask you, Joey, Giants are your team. What are your thoughts here at pick number four with five minutes and a half left on the clock? Well, personally, I would love to see them trade back with the Chargers here. Uh, we've talked about it before on the pod. Chargers came out and said that Tyrod Taylor is their guy. But like I said on the last yep. pod, uh, the Cardinals said that about Josh Rosen, and they went ahead and took uh, Kyler Murray. Um, Tyler, right. Tyrod Taylor is definitely not a premier quarterback in the league. He never was and never will be. Uh, so the Chargers would be smart here to try to get in front of Miami and draft Tua. Um, but if the Giants aren't able to get a deal done, I definitely see them going off as a tackle. Everything uh, that Gettleman's about points that way. Um, investing in the trenches, hog mollies, that whole attitude, run the ball. Um, and especially after drafting a running back and quarterback in the first round and back-to-back drafts, it only makes sense to protect them and give them some more breathing room. Um, in terms of who it will be, I think Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs will be the pick. Um, I know Matthew Beckton and uh, Andrew Thomas are also there, and there's, there's a thin margin between all those guys. But I think with Joe Judge's Alabama connection, uh, Wills makes a lot of sense. Plus, he's uh, probably the most plug-and-play guy. Um, I think they're, the plan is to start him at right tackle and keep Soldier on the left side for a year or two until that monstrous contract expires and then get uh, rid of Soldier. Um, but I, I think I like Wills here if the Giants are staying pat. Yep, yep. All, all really uh, interesting to see how this is going to pan out. It's all going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Let's, uh, we had, uh, all right, we, have, we, did, we had Judy going there, so it was uh, a little bit different direction. Yep. Yeah, uh, yep. I, didn't, I didn't, in our mock draft, I really didn't like that. That pick, I wasn't able to draft the Giants uh, in our mock, but um, I think with that receiver, Darius Slayton really uh, exploded onto the scene for us last year. With the Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate um, under pretty large contracts for the foreseeable future, I, I just don't see the um, the upside in wasting your number four pick on a pretty loaded wide receiver class at that. I've uh, been yelling at my uh, microphone on mute here the last uh, minute, but um, I, nice, uh, nice. I did a <laughs> – I did a draft prediction this morning. I won't call it a mock draft because it was more about uh, we were signed up uh, competition to see who could get the most right in the first round here. Um, three for three so far. And at pick four, I took Makai Becton, 
uh, saw a draft okay. that basically uh, a mock that basically said, while they don't agree that he's the best uh, tackle, that Becton is a Gettleman guy, and Gettleman's the kind of guy that'll just do what he wants to do regardless of uh, uh, pretty much everything else. So uh, my consider consider my guess here uh, as as Mackay Becton, and we'll see see how it pans out. I, I certainly he's not my favorite tackle in this draft, but that's uh, that's where I got it. So. Um, just an important yeah. thing okay. to note, um, Dave Gettleman has never traded down or taken an offensive lineman in the first round as, since he's been a GM, either in Carolina or with the Giants the past few years. Um, so he's, either gonna, he's definitely going to buck the trend either way here. We're under the three-minute mark, and the pick isn't in, uh, which, again, suggests there might be, there might be on the phone uh, with another team trying to make a deal happen. Uh, if I had to guess, that team yep. would probably, probably be the Chargers trying to jump Miami. Um, I would lo- I'd love to pick up another second uh, and the third from, from the Chargers um, because we lost our third-round pick and the Leonard Williams trade. Uh, we didn't talk a little bit about that since it happened yesterday, but um, Williams actually signed his franchise tag tender, um, but he's actually arguing that he's a defensive end instead of a defensive tackle to pick up an extra $1.7 mm-hmm. uh, under the tag. Um, nice. But anyway, uh, oh, wait. <laughs> Right, right, and we are down to a minute thirty, according to the most, most the closest uh, clock I have. I have three or four different sources on here. That's the lowest. I was one right going to say, how the hell did you go? How 40. the hell did you go from thirty seconds behind me to to, to a half a minute ahead of me? What kind of source I, I've, I've opened up like several different uh, sources right now to make sure I get the earliest clock. And the earliest clock I have, uh, or the shortest clock I have, is now at one minute and ten seconds. Ah, this is so nerve wracking. Is, is Gettleman freaking? Uh, oh, it's in. Is he taking a crap? I know this. Are the Giants going to go six and ten or seven and nine this year? There's a lot riding on this pick. No trade. They're going to take Justin Herbert uh, and have, have have an open competition with uh, with Daniel Jones. Dude, it, yeah. Jalen. Hurt. If Justin <laughs> Herbert's a top four pick. Then... <laughs> Could be. I think it could be either Andrew Thomas, Tristan uh, Wirth, or or Wills. I don't. I really don't think it's Mackie Beckton. I think it's either Thomas, Wirth, or Wills. I love Wirth. Yeah, that's, that's that's my guy. I... So uh, no you know what to say about radio. Dead air. In. Dead air is always the best air. <laughs> Yeah, you know, while we're doing this, I mean, obviously, obviously, we don't have the live draft and all the all the uh, the entertainment around that. But I, I mean, they're they're doing a, I think, a solid job in getting it out here and keeping the 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 material fresh and keeping people engaged. It's not like, you know, I think it was NFL Network replayed a draft from like '87 or something, and it was horrible. It was just. They were sitting in like a hotel conference room <laughs> and right, reading cards and and it was just awful. But I think I think the NFL and and NFL Network and ESPN's really pulled this off and and I got to give them credit. I, no one's uh no one's thrown their computer or missed a pick yet. So my prediction <laughs> is that's true. Off. The only problem is that at the well, we haven't got to Bill Belichick getting that technology yet. So yeah, yeah. I want to see Gruden. I want to see Gruden punch his screen now. 
There's Gettleman yeah, looking at his I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Andrew Thomas. I'm here. Andrew Thomas of the Giants. Andrew Thomas. Okay. Andrew Thomas. Georgia boy, baby. Wow. Look at that. No, no trade. This is really interesting. Yeah, that, the same guy who announced the pick, uh, he also said the Lions and the Giants are both trying to trade down, but were an, unable to get deals done. Um, so there's some, ah. some teams trying to be pretty aggressive here. Well, look at that. So, Andrew Thomas, ah. how do you feel about that? Joey. What's that? How do you feel about, do Andrew, feel about Andrew Thomas? Thomas? Uh, I mean, I've gotten to watch him for the past – uh, three years that I've been at UGA. Um, I think he's a fantastic tackle. I think you can plug him in right away at right tackle um, since we have Soldier on the left side. Um, I think it's it's going to – like I said before, there was a thin margin between all four of these top tackles, and I think we're about to see probably a run on tackles. I bet all four go within the next eight picks. Um, so I don't really mind either way which direction went. Uh, Thomas was actually my second favorite behind Wills. Uh, 1A and 1B, and then uh, I had Worth at 3 and then Beckton as my fourth favorite. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this pick here. Yeah. The, well, they're definitely building Morgan, around uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, that's true, and uh, Saquon Barkley. You can't forget about him. Yep. Um, of he course. hasn't really had any talent on the offensive line. So having Andrew Thomas – Kevin Zietler, Will Hernandez, and Nate Colder isn't is probably the best offensive line the Giants have had in probably a decade, which is incredibly sad considering Nate Colder's ability uh, now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I'm excited. Uh, Forever. Yeah. It's less scary. We won't get dunked on on Twitter like last year. Okay. I'm, uh, this is a very safe pick. Right. <laughs> That's right. Can't argue about get, well, getting one of the top offensive tackles in the draft they... and building around all those offensive weapons. Well, I'll argue on the safe pick thing. As uh, as Meek Mill once said, uh, scared money don't make no money. So, <laughs> Well, scared money they don't. definitely went <laughs> they definitely went outside the box the last couple times, right? You know, you got Daniel Jones early. You got Saquon Barkley early. This is, in comparison to that, this is a safe pick. I mean, you know the guy's been that's opening that's run lane uh, um, for Sony Michelle, for DeAndre Swift, for Nick Chubb his entire career. So it only makes sense to me um, to invest uh, in that position this early, given the talent at the position in this, in this year's class. Uh, as well as, you know, like I mentioned before, you, you drafted a running back and you drafted a quarterback, and you got to do everything you can to, to put them in the best situation to win. Yep. You know, we yep. talked this, about take six. What, what's interesting a little bit is we we talked about uh, in the podcast, teams of restricted ability to evaluate players, no pro days, no real face-to-face interviews. We haven't seen any trades. We've seen it kind of go a bit of chalk here early. We might be seeing a situation where teams are just having to go kind of with what they know or the safe route, and they haven't had an opportunity to maybe see something that catches their eye that, that makes them jump. So, we, we might be seeing a little bit of a kind of a reaction to the situation that they're in um, with just the restriction to being able to access these players. Did anybody yeah, else just see Dave Gettleman's Yes, I did. I did see that. I was going to say that. 
we just mentioned that Dave Gettleman put on a mask in his room by himself. So, great. Safe. He's very safe. That's right. He's, he's now protected from everybody who's not in that room. The good news yeah. is he knows how to make a phone call. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm really interested to see if um, – so the Dolphins are on the clock. Uh, I know the consensus is Tua, but uh, apparently the Dolphins were looking to trade up and take Andrew Thomas ahead of the Giants, and they were unable to do so. Um, so I'm interested to see if Wills or Wirtz or Beckton is a pick here for them. Well, that would be interesting. That would be interesting because they certainly need a quarterback, and Tua getting to uh, dropping, falling to them is actually probably wasn't exactly in the cards. I think they, they must have thought that someone would trade up to three to grab Tua, and that's why they were thinking let's just build our offensive line. You know, it's uh, it's interesting as we get ready to make this Tua pick, or, well, as the Dolphins get ready to make their pick, that, that I think is going to be Tua. Um, I've got uh, football at your point junior here who's been to several Alabama games over uh, over in Tuscaloosa and seen Tua play. So he's excited to uh-huh. share his thoughts on on Tua and what he thinks he can do. Uh, I think Tua's okay. going to be a good fit there. The only way I don't see them taking him is because of his injury downfall the past few years. Um, uh-huh. I think that if he goes there, there should be a good fit. Just um, offense needs a little help, but they should get here. All right. We'll, we'll see. Some, uh, some we'll see words of wisdom from FXP Jr. <laughs> He's been doing some scouting over in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> he and 80,000 others on game day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what in. happens here. We have to pick in. in I can't imagine they don't. I mean, if they don't pick a quarterback, you know, I, I That'd think be it's shocking here. You know, it could be Jordan. It could be Jordan Love. I'm, I'm hearing. I'm hearing that it's uh, I'm hearing that it's Tua Tavailoa. <laughs> uh, I can't say his last name, but I'm hearing Tua um, from all the all the people in the spoilers chat. Um, yeah, I'm seeing that too. All right. Looks like yep. it's, Jesus. We're we're just gonna go chalk through the whole the whole first ten picks here, huh? Yeah, so it I looks like teams are, it's interesting. Maybe teams aren't aren't are afraid to try to make a trade and get burned on the clock or something. Crazy. It's really crazy. I really thought there'd be a lot more movement here with trades. Looks like Tua going to the Dolphins. So what are the so, you know, as we look yeah. at right, so we got the Chargers are getting ready to go quarterback. What are the chances the Panthers make this what might be three in a row. I mean, they've, they've got Bridgewater, but I'm wondering if they you have a quarterback. That, well, that would be interesting. So, so you would say maybe we have Love slash Herbert, Herbert slash Love, and then Wars left going to the Panthers after that, just have a, a, a run up to pick number seven. That'd be interesting. It's possible. I think the Panthers will sit and wait because they – they already paid for Bridgewater at this point, but you know who knows? It's possible. Uh, a name, a name we need to look out for as well. Uh, Isaiah Simmons. Where, how far does he fall if these next two picks yeah. are quarterbacks? Is Carolina trying to nab uh, For me, for me, trying to grow the the PFF Arizona Cardinals uh, 
seen Twitter profile. I'm hoping he falls to, to eight and the Cardinals take him. Uh, I've also heard that uh, the Cardinals are looking to trade down. Is that true, Ryan? Um, not anything I've seen yet, but I'll take I'll take any bit of action so this at this is... point, to be honest. <laughs> well, this will be interesting. This is interesting to me with the uh, Chargers up next and six minutes, 40 seconds on the clock. And obviously they really need a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor, as we've discussed many times before, not the answer in uh, Los Angeles for the Chargers. Will it be Jordan Love? Will it be Justin Herbert? Or are they going to pass on both of them and stick to their word and say they, they trust in Tyrod Taylor? That'll be the most shocking result, I think, here. Uh, I don't know if I was the Chargers. I think the Chargers probably preferred Tua. Um, and I think they were one of the teams looking to trade up with the Giants or the, or the Lions there. Um, but I don't know. I think I'd probably rather sign Cam Newton to like a two-year, 35, maybe 40 guaranteed contract, try to see what you can do. That defense in, in Los Angeles is legit. I think they have the best secondary in football. Um, and I don't think Justin Herbert's the answer there. If Phillip Rivers wasn't the answer – Justin Herbert is definitely not the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting to see what they do here then. Um, but it's entirely possible that they decide to stick by their word and stick to Tyron Taylor and get, get like you say, Cam Newton uh, to a short two-year contract as a bridge quarterback. Entirely possible. So does this in any way change your calculus, Scott, with regard to who the next quarterback is going to go if the Chargers are the next one to select the quarterback? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I've, I've also committed, so it's, it's hard for me to come off my bed. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to go down the plane on this uh, Jordan Love, but, um, you know, we'll see. I, I've, there's going to be movement here somewhere, right? I mean, there, there's no way this is just going to stand pat. There's there's going to be somebody who wants to jump up here and, and grab another one of these guys. Um, you know, this clock's still ticking on the Chargers, so if they if they were just locked in on somebody, they'd be done. So they're obviously either thinking about a trade or trying to something's up. Yep, it looks like we got about four minutes and 20 seconds left on the clock for the Chargers. Pick's not in yet, as far as I can tell. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Um, and does this in any way change your calculus, Joey, with regard to the next quarterback that will go if the Chargers are the ones who make the next selection as a quarterback? Uh, no, I think I, if it's a quarterback, it's Herbert. Um, but I, I honestly don't know if uh, it's going to be a quarterback. I think – we're going to about to see a run on the offensive line, and I think it's it might be Wills, might be Beckton, uh, might be worse. Um, I just don't see the Justin Herbert appeal. I mean, obviously, I, I already already told you guys that I like him more than Jordan Love, um, but I right. see see like maybe the Raiders um, trading up. I know they have two first round picks this year. Um, maybe try to come get Justin Herbert at some point. Maybe not at six, uh, but maybe somewhere there in between. Okay, yep. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, because they lost a very offensive tackle uh, talent here, too. So, yes, you mentioned. We got to, I, I just got to touch on one thing quickly. Um, it's separate, but I saw it on the TV. 
Mel Kuyper just comped uh, Tua to Mark Brunel, and that's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen to Tua. <laughs> that's, oh, boy. Yeah, Mark Brunel, one of the most overrated quarterbacks. There you go. Terrible. But you, you've got a guy making millions of dollars that, that can figure out to compare him to just somebody else who's a lefty. That, that's really exciting. You know, that, that's great. Well, again, like as you said, though they're both lefties, so we got we got to talk about it. So it's important. Yeah, that's that's pretty in depth journalism. I'm I'm glad he worked all off season to figure that out. Right. <laughs> Left past TDs by left handed quarterbacks. So there you go. We've got Boomer, Steve Young, Ken Stabler, Mark Brunell, and Michael Vick up there. And uh looks like we're down to two minutes and 15 seconds, and the Chargers pick's still not in. Interesting here. Not sure what's happening. I guess probably working out some sort of deal, I guess, if they're not going to be selecting a quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm super scared that the pick is going to be Jordan Love, and I'm going to have to change my profile picture. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been so bullish oh, about pick is, before. pick is in. Pick is in. There it is. Pick is in. Yep, uh, pick is in. I think it might be Simmons, maybe. Uh, I, I haven't seen any no leaks yet. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing any leaks either. All right. Waiting on it. More dead time on the yeah, end, my, just, just like we wanted to do. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, this is uh, riveting. Good stuff. <laughs> you want to hear Because I wish air. you would turn it around from the one to pick is in, you know? I mean, let's get that information out here. Let's keep going. If I also feel like the leaks know. are slower tonight than they normally are. The leaks are usually like a minute or two ahead. I feel like I'm getting oh, the leaks. Herbert. It's Herbert. Herbert. Yep. It's Herbert. God. It's Herbert. Oh, what a charger. What a charger mistake. <laughs> oh, Justin Herbert. The pick, oh, the Herbert, the pick for your Chargers. There you go, Chargers fans. You're Justin better Herbert, off running Tyrod Taylor with that receiving core and Jerry Judy. And now they're showing flashbacks. <laughs> they're showing flashbacks of Brady Quinn and Geno Smith getting drafted. This is just making me sad. <laughs> and Johnny oh, Manziel. Brady Quinn, terrible. <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> it's all so sad. <laughs> Yes, Johnny Manziel making the cash symbol as he gets drafted 22nd overall to basically never, ever make it anywhere in the NFL or any other league, actually. And uh, so interesting, Justin Herbert. Well, you know, this is interesting. Uh, Scott, Justin Herbert, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, make sure it's PG, whatever you send me. Oh, it's fine. I mean, like I said, teams fall in love with these quarterbacks, and they overvalue them, and they reach, and they stretch, and and so, you know, Herbert's there. So you, we've got this little mini run. Maybe somebody else jumps in and grabs uh, Jordan Love on top ten, but it looks like I'll be changing my avatar. Yeah, hence my uh, <laughs> the Her the Herbert the Herbert reach here was the exact reason I uh, comped. Um, him to blame, uh, blame Gabbert because that was that that was a case study in reaching for quarterback. Uh, um, draft. Hakon, yeah, um, yep. Uh, it looks like Adam's in the group chat looking to jump in here. Um, the summer and uh, said no shows were on. So if you want to check on that while we're in between, it's here. 
Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? He called after he called after the show actually ended because the show actually is already over. So I'm going to have to uh, try and send him an, uh, an invite. This has got to be riveting for people who are listening. Uh, the, the show was scheduled for one hour. He called one minute after the hour was over. So I'm going to, I'm going to you guys continue on. I'm going to try and get him connected up here in a second. Oh, you want us to run the thing now? Talk about dead air coming our way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I've got, this, is, this is your chance, guys, to take chance turns hosting. I've, as I get I've, had the, the show. I've had to tap dance several times hosting when you've had technical difficulties, and not a single time has it gone the way it should. <laughs> this is your big chance, man. Your mic works. I mean, this is your day. Uh, I think my mic is shorting out, so. Fans <laughs> <laughs> um, is on the clock here, uh, about six minutes to go. Uh, I, I think the pick has got to be Isaiah Simmons um, or one of the off one of the best players on the board. Uh, Simmons is probably the best one on there. And they lost Luke Keekley, who was a, a Mike linebacker. Uh, Simmons doesn't really project uh, as an inside linebacker. He's more of a, an edge guy, maybe a, a safety. Um, he can do it all, but I don't think, I don't think Mike is his projection. But anytime you can add talent on the defensive side of the ball after losing – a guy like Luke Keekley, uh, I think you should do it. Um, it's gonna be interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like the chalk here is is Isaiah, but I wonder, I wonder if they look at their offense when they just obviously brought in Bridgewater and changed the guard on the offense to get McCaffrey with all that money. You have DJ Morris on a rookie deal. Do you do you consider bringing in Jerry Judy here? And I have honestly not seen that in a single mock that they go Jerry Judy on this one. But I wonder if they look at it and say, especially with that terrible, terrible McCaffrey contract, because you don't pay running backs that kind of money. I don't care if they catch the ball yeah. or not. Now you try to go with two, two young wide receivers, elite wide receivers, um, to try to keep that offense young and cheap right now. I think it's Simmons, um, but I think that's the case you can make for, for Jerry Judy here or C.D. Lamb. I still I'm think, I think we'd over Lamb. I'm getting a leak here, and it's not. Hey, and what do we have mentioned. here, guys? We have Adam Anifa from the Burgundy and Gold Report. Adam, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's just been it's been crazy, man. I was trying to call him about 15 minutes earlier. We we're on uh, another live stream, but uh, Chase Young's a Redskin, and uh, I'm pumped to be right now. Yeah, I can imagine that this is exactly what you wanted to happen, um, and it's exactly what you thought would happen. Everything after that has been the surprise for all of us here. Uh, let's get your thoughts on Chase Young first, real quick. Hey, quickly, real quick, Hakun, before um, we do that. Joey, can yeah. you tell us what the leak was you just saw? The leak the leak for the Panthers is uh, Derek Brown. It's not a name that any of us mentioned prior. <laughs> um, oh, Derek Brown. defensive lineman in the yep. top ten. <laughs> Derek Brown. Wow. Get how it worked out last going to be the pick for the Panthers. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Super interesting. I, I know the line on him was – the line on him was over under seven and a half. So somebody either just lost a lot of money or won a lot of money. Um, so, uh, <laughs> All right. So that's uh, some excitement there. Thanks for, thanks for stopping me there. Cause I obviously merging uh, Adam into the conversation and wasn't paying attention to the thing. So Derek Brown to the Panthers. Uh, nice, uh, nice pick there. Number seven overall. Uh, any thoughts on Derek Brown? Hey, you know what, Adam, since you just jumped in, why don't you just give us your thoughts on Derek Brown 
switch to the Panthers before we leap back over to talk about Chase Young. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, honestly, I've been hearing for the past week or so that if he flipped to Carolina, he would definitely the pick. Um, if Simmons drops any farther than this, I'd be surprised because I have Simmons as great as my number two prospect overall in the whole draft. I just think he's so dynamic. And I would, as a Redskins fan, I was just sitting there hoping that he didn't end, that Simmons didn't end up a giant. Um, I had an inside guy that was telling us all along that it was going to be Thomas to the Giants, which I was hoping for because uh, I actually tripped and worked as my number one tackle. I think he's the best comp to Trent Williams in this draft right now. So, you know, right now, as Redskins fans, um, we just need the tackles to continue to come off the board for us to have a chance to get any real value for our uh, disgruntled tackle. Yeah, it's really, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens then coming up next. Let's, let's, uh, any other thoughts from you guys, uh, Scott, Ryan, Joey, about uh, this, uh, Derek Brown to the Panthers? I mean, I kind of get a feel how Ryan feels about it, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I hate it. Now, what else can I say? I uh, I fought I fought with Jets fans last year about how they had to protect, uh, you know, their new quote unquote franchise quarterback, and they, you know, they all told me how stupid I was and that they were obviously going to go Quinn and Williams, and they went Quinn and Williams, and then uh, their quarterback got caught on a national broadcast saying he was seeing ghosts. So um, it's a passing league. I value passing. I, I felt I value positions that factor in the passing game more. I know you can throw at me. Um, the uh, Aaron Donalds of the world who can get pressure up the middle and, and I'll obviously concede to that. But overall, uh, give me edge players, give me corners, give me receivers, give me quarterbacks, give me tight ends who can catch the ball uh, over interior p- positions. So I don't like the pick personally. I think, I think Simmons uh, is a guy who um, is, as, as Adam said, the second best player in this draft. And, and he just an elite type player that can move all over the defense, can change the team. Um, as, as we just talked about when you were, as we were tap dancing while you were away, um, he's not a Luke Keefe <laughs> sub because he's not a Mike linebacker, but he is a franchise type defensive player you can build around just like Keekley was just in a different role. Um, so I think that's the pick they should have made, uh, as, uh, again, this is the guy who runs the PFF Arizona Cardinals page. Um, the, the possibilities the Cardinals have, I'm just, uh, absolutely delighted over right now. Uh, so that's my wrap on this. Uh, you'll probably, I'll be probably pretty sparse on the mic here for the next couple of minutes. Cause I got to be tweeting a bunch. So. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Let's, uh, let's flip it over to you, Scott. Any thoughts on the Panthers taking Derek Brown? Yeah. I mean, I think he, he's definitely a talented player, but kind of to the point there about interior linemen, not, not really changing a franchise franchise. I went through it with uh, the Lions with Sue, and and as dominant as he was, um, didn't really change the franchise. So uh, I think he's a good, you know, he's a solid player, make plays for him, but does he does he equal one or two wins for him? Probably not. And Joey, you uh, broke the news on our podcast. So what are your thoughts there, Derek Brown? By the way, who hasn't even officially popped up on my uh, ESPN app yet? This is a pick. So. There you go. Um, I went to high school about five minutes, Brown. Uh, I was in high school when he was in high school. So following along um, his journey when he picked Auburn and then seeing him get drafted is pretty cool. But uh, I really do not like this pick. Um, it, it, I was really scared that the Giants were going to take him because of uh, Gettleman's affinity for interior defensive linemen. Uh, drafting Dexter right. last year and then and then trading a third-round pick for Leonard Williams. Um so uh, I, I do not like this pick to the Panthers. 
Um, they already have Kawan right. short and the interior of the defensive line. Right. So I think investing a top ten pick um, and, and Derek Brown is, is kind of um, a luxury that they can't afford at this point. Um, I would have I much agree. rather have seen them go um, maybe O line, maybe Isaiah Simmons. I think Isaiah Simmons is probably the best pick. Yep. See, hometown Sugar Hill, Georgia. That's where I'm from. Um, right. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, not yeah. enjoying this pick for the Panthers in particular. <laughs> well, definitely a little bit, uh, a, lot, a lot of criticism here for the Panthers in their seventh pick. Uh, we got three minutes and eight seconds left on the clock for the Arizona Cardinals on the eighth pick. In the meantime, let's flip it back over to you, Adam. Take your thoughts on Chase Young and your Washington Redskins. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of people. There's always been this back and forth in Redskins Twitter about how Simmons is more of a versatile player. And that although I love Simmons, again, I had him number two. But a lot of people maybe don't realize if they turn on the Ohio State team, uh, film is how he shifted inside. This is a kid that has a body and frame. He's not done growing, I, I, I assure you. You know, they keep competing to Clowney because of, his, you know, the height, weight, speed. I don't see the Clowney comparison. Um, I think he's the kind of pass catcher. I don't – the generational thing gets thrown around a little too much. But what I can mm-hmm. say is, you know, I rated him higher than Garrett, rated him higher than Mac, I rated him higher than Clowney. Wow, um, wow. You know, even even Chubb, I rated him higher than that. And this is just coming out of college, I think, in the NFL production. But what I – what this best is I think he actually probably fits on the Redskins better than most teams is Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio, what he was able to do with people like Julius Peppers and other pass rushers out there, Von Miller. Cardinals you know, pick Von is Miller, in. that's a tough one. You know, I don't know if I put Chase Young quite ahead of Von Miller. Um, I think they're pretty close. But I think what they're going to be able to do and move them around, um, you know, last year's first-round pick, you know, Montez Sweat, John Allen, Matt Ioannidis and uh, Deron Payne. We have uh, Tim Settle, Virginia Hope coming off the bench. I think right now this Redskins team, you know, not going to go crazy, no playoffs or anything like that. But, uh, you know, easily just with these kind of pickup, we go from a 3-1 to a 6-7 win team. Not about the rest of the draft, if we can lose Williams to get some help. But uh, to me, this defensive line with uh, Jack Del Rio going back to the fourth three. And, you know, I even mentioned Ryan Kerrigan, who's going to be in the rotation. So, this is a defense that's uh, definitely on the rise right now. So uh, I think Young could be that piece that we saw, the similar to the San Francisco blueprint, uh, added these first round of the defensive line. I got, I guess I got the leak you know, here. That's the, that's um, the ceiling. Oh, we got a leak. Okay. I've got a and leak the Cardinals. It's going to be Isaiah Simmons, the fall end. Um, I really love this pick. I'll, I'll switch it over to Ryan, see what his thoughts are, if he's not tweeting it out already. Um, but the pick yeah. is Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah um, yeah. to the Arizona Cardinals. Ryan. Yeah, I just saw the, the same thing here um, from a, from somebody who has been 100% on leak so far. So <laughs> I'm trusting it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, like I said, I, I think he's a player that can change your franchise. And now when you think about the, the composition in Arizona um, on the defensive side of the ball, right. you can now pair Isaiah Simmons with Chandler Jones. Um, that's a pretty ferocious yeah. one-two punch. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, again, this is, I think the bigger need uh, for the Cardinals is the offensive line to protect Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, but, right. you know, in the draft, you, you best you, you draft the best available and the tackles so far have fallen more than we all thought they would them and receivers. So you take the best player on the board. Isaiah Simmons is the best player on the board. Um, so I, I absolutely yeah. love this pick for, uh, for the Cardinals. 
And really interesting, just to get Ryan, uh, is that uh, in our mock draft, you actually took Andrew Thomas at that number eight spot. As you said, a big need for the Cardinals, and Andrew Thomas not there. So you agree going Isaiah Thomas Simmons instead of picking the next best available offensive tackle. Yep, absolutely. Yep, okay. Let's, let's flip it on over really quick. And Joey, you broke the news. Your thoughts on Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. Um, he was one of my favorite players in this year's draft. Um, I had him behind Chase Young uh, on my quote-unquote big board, not that I finalized anything. Uh, but I really wanted the Giants to draft him. But I uh, understood the thought process of the Giants and drafting a tackle. We've already covered that. Um, but it really, like Ryan said, it makes a lot of sense to pair him with Chandler Jones. And I've talked on previous podcasts, like, where, where do you play a guy like Isaiah Simmons? Um, they, they moved him around quite a lot at Clemson. Uh, Brent Venables there, the defensive coordinator. He's probably one of the best defensive minds in all of football. Yes. Um, so I think if you're yep. the Cardinals, you need to be just as creative as he was. Um, but if you're going to yeah. list him at any position, I would probably say safety, let him run downhill. He's, what, 6'4", 240 pounds, and runs a 4'3", 5", or whatever it was. Um, I think he, they're giving you the snap breakdown there, 286 snaps at slot corner, 218 at safety, 60 at outside linebacker, yep. 17 even at corner, and 121 at, at inside linebacker. So he can do it. He can do it all. And I think it's a, it's a great pick for the Cardinals. And they're just flopping that graphic right up on the TV right now of all the different type things he can do, playing slot corner, corner, outside linebacker, safety, and inside linebacker. Uh, he is quite versatile there uh, in 2019 and obviously incredibly effective no matter where he plays. Scott, do you have any thoughts on Isaiah Simmons going to the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear he's one of the most explosive players in the bat in in the draft, and and I think uh, you know it helps Arizona, and they've been a little bit of a joke lately, you know, if you look over the past handful of years. But I I think the move to Kyler Murray and, and Klingsbury is really uh, really working out there, and and I think he's he's going to make plays and fly all over the field. So I I think Arizona's definitely pointing in the right direction, and, and I think, uh, you know, I'm going to be excited to watch them offense and defensive side of the ball now, so I think this is a great pick for them. Yeah, terrific, and then let's, uh, let's go ahead and get your thoughts there, Adam. We still have another four minutes and 30 seconds on the clock for the Jaguars uh, for their pick at number nine, so what are your thoughts here from Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals? Yeah, like I was saying, I, I think if, you know, it's a little surprise that he dropped this far, but I think for him, he probably went to the best situation because I think that they're going to be the most creative with him. Um, but I, I agree what you guys are saying. I think you don't just type cast him as, you know, a lot of people have put him as like a will linebacker, you know, off the edge. I think you're doing him a disservice and you're seeing a disservice that way. I think you continually move him around. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, a Derwin James type ability. And I don't think you put him at, you know, safety and just leave him there. I think there's no reason, you know, in this NFL, with more teams going through aerial offenses with spread. I think, you know, on, on obvious running downs, you have him close to the box. But when it's passing down, you just let him roam. This is the kind of guy, you know, that when he's open space, he's going to make a play for you. So I think yep. Arizona is, is, is slowly building, you know, the, the type of defense that, you know, is going to really give uh, teams a headache. But I, I think Isaiah Simmons is a really good fit for him. Um, as a Redskins fan, I'm getting more nervous now with the tackle chopping because uh, Cleveland looks fine right now to take one of the tackles uh, on the other side of Conklin. 
that's been the number one talk for Trent Williams. I've got I'm hoping that there's going to be a, you know, a little a little uh, run on receivers now. And we've got uh, tickets in for the Jaguars. They've got a leak here. What do you got there, uh, Joey? I've got the Jags taking C.J. Henderson from Florida, cornerback. Um, yeah. Interesting uh, pick, even a little earlier than I suspected. Um Wow. Crazy that I, I and I said I said before um, that I thought there was going to be a run on offensive tackles in the top ten. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, Thomas is still the only one off the board with uh, nine picks nine picks down. Yeah, CJ Henderson. That's surprising, Joey. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, like you said that's um, pretty much that's pretty early on my board. Uh, what do you think? He was my second rated corner. Uh, it's not really a, a deep class. Um, but um, right. I, I don't know. I think the Jags had a lot more needs uh, than corner. Um, Agreed. I think it's. Yeah. I, also, I also think it's early for C.J. Henderson. I think Jacksonville probably wanted to trade out of this spot, uh, move back, and they probably still could have gotten him at in, in the late teens, early twenties. Um, Easy. But uh, they probably know more than I do, I guess. Hey, what I would say on it is that I. I don't think that replace. I mean, I saw multiple mock drafts where uh, Henderson went here um, to the Jack to the Jaguars because you got to remember they traded away both Ramsey and Bowie in the last year here. Right. So from that sense, from right. that sense is logical, but not in a single one of those mock drafts was Jerry Judy still sitting on the board. Like they just got rid of Marcus Lee <laughs> yesterday. They have nobody to catch the ball really there. I mean, you know. Obviously, uh, DJ Chark had a nice season last year, but you know what I mean. Overall, they don't have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider anyone there a true, true number one at this point. Um, and mm-hmm. so, CJ Henderson in a vacuum fills a need and makes sense. But you know, again, if you believe in best available, you got arguably one of the best route runners in uh, in years, and in, in a really strong wide receiver in draft class sitting there, and you go CJ Henderson. Yeah. So I, I find that yeah. I, I find I think this is a reach for need. As opposed to playing the draft board, at this point, I feel like kind of get a run of Lamb, uh, Jefferson, uh, Michael Pittman, and also we could four or five receivers go and a six or six picks. And the offense, it's really strange uh, so far. A little choppy there. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, I think so. Ryan? Yeah, so sorry, the, 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 two, the two strongest positions, arguably, in this draft. Are the two that are just uh, being looked over, and maybe that's because there is so much depth there that everyone else is reaching yep. for for positions that are worried that aren't going to be later uh, be available later in the draft. Yeah, up to pick ten, no wide receivers off the draft off the draft board. Getting two quarterbacks, Scott. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's exactly where I was heading on the Judy, um, you know, being available there and grabbing grabbing a, a target for uh, Minshew and give him somebody to go to. So I I think that's definitely an interesting pick. Um, but, you know, there's depth at wide receiver, like like you're saying. So maybe they're just planning to get somebody in the top of the second. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of wide receivers to get. I guess, you know, you slide back. and But I, I would think that trading back would have made sense. So, Adam, your response here, what do you think about this Henderson going to uh, Jaguars at number nine? Yeah, it's a huge reach because I, I like Henderson too, but, you know, although I had him as my second um, rated, you know, you have, you know, granted, you know, they have some good receivers and, you know, DJ Shark and others, but they don't have a duty. They don't have a, a lamb. 
and you know they definitely don't have any but any tackles uh, on the caliber of, of uh, Tristan Works. So to me, this is a pure pick for need. Um, even though I think that you know you have a quarterback, if you're going to really give the reins to Gardner Minshew, you know I think you got to give him weapons. And I think I think they messed up by not going with uh, either Judy or Lamb because I think uh, those two they're going to be dynamic. Doesn't matter where they end up, they're just that good. So uh, Jacksonville definitely reached. Uh, my hope is Cleveland is going to take one of these receivers right now. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, that'd be very interesting. There's only four minutes. And 15 seconds left on the clock for the Cleveland Browns. The interesting thing where they go at pick number 10, they have the pick of the litter, basically can take any of those big wide receivers that we've been talking about at this point. And all of them will be really exciting, I think, in that offense in Cleveland. Um, you know, thoughts here, uh, Joey, on the Cleveland Browns and what they might do at uh, pick number 10? Yeah, we saw them go out in free agency and sign Jack Conklin. Um, but they still have a hole on the left yep. side of their offensive yep. line. Um, I mean, I've been saying right. it for the entire right. draft, but I think it's going to be running off the linemen. And Cleveland and Jets both have a need there, so I wouldn't be surprised if this next pick is Wills and then um, probably be worse or, or Becked in there at 11 for the Jets. Um, also, if you notice number 12, I saw the LV and I was confused for a second, but then I remembered the Raiders are in Vegas now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's still lost. Browns pick is in. And and in if, the the, if the Browns do go a receiver here, does that mean that Odell is definitely going to be on the move before the season starts? I'd have yeah, to I'd think so. with, with Landry yeah. there and and uh, Galloway there, I, I can't see it going any other way. Um, okay, so the pick is in. I have the leak. Um, it's Tristan Wirth. Uh, Holy cow. Really projecting to the left side um, particularly well immediately. Um, but right. uh, like I said, off the linemen, they had a hole uh, on the left side, and they, they they just filled it with worse. Very interesting, because I, I had in the mock draft, I had the Browns at 10 taking Becky Beckton. I thought that would be a better fit along the line. I do love Tristan Ware. He's my favorite of the of the offensive linemen in the backfield, but I thought that Beckton was a better fit. Adam? I know you're with me on worse, but what do you think about this uh, pick for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. It's a turn of my squad big time right now. But I think uh, now we're going we're gonna to see a run on tackles. I think that uh, the Jets probably will follow that up. But at the same time, I can't see how the Jets, again, pass on somebody like uh, Judy or Lambert. This run on receivers continues. I'm going to be shocked because I have these. I have both of these receivers uh, rated higher than the Wait, last wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry. Rated higher. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, my source uh, messed up. He mixed up his picks. The Browns are actually selecting Jedrick Wills with the tenth pick, not Tristan Wirfs. Wow. Wills. Um, Jedrick Wills. Okay. Interesting. It's going to be Jedrick Wills. Wow. Um. Uh, looks like he got it wrong. Um. So. Just still off of that, I guess. Okay. It's still an offensive lineman, but a different yeah. one. Richard Will. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have any, you know, honestly, I, didn't, I, I still have the other offensive lineman picks. I had Mexi Beckton picks from the Browns. But does that change anything to you, Adam? No. <laughs> <laughs> to me, worse is the top on the board. So these, these teams, in my opinion, these teams are reaching because, you know, even the Giants, I think Thomas picks what they're doing, but you know, you have a quarterback like Jones in, in, in New York. You know, Worf was the smartest to go. You know, he's the best, you know, move tackle in this draft. 
people typecast him as a right tackle, but he played left at Iowa, and he was just, you know, the best out space. So I think, again, I'm not going to argue. I know these two guys are paid more than me, watch a lot more film than me, but, you know, I had Thomas Ritter as my highest tackle, but then when I started watching Wirfs, it wasn't even close anymore. So I, I'm really surprised because, Will, I actually mentioned in my big board that I posted, I actually think that he was probably more likely to move inside, but with Cleveland, they see him as a left tackle somehow. Uh, I don't, I, to me, I think that's a mistake for them, but, hey, we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, well, they, uh, it would be the first time that the Cleveland Browns made a mistake in the draft. Uh, Scott, do you have any thoughts on Jeff Cedric Wills to the Browns? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love to, to bash on the Browns, and, and I don't think this is probably the right person, but I will give them a little bit of credit for going for the right position. I, I think Last year, um, Baker and that team really was brought down to earth pretty quickly and realized how how important offensive line was. So I'll give him a little bit of credit. I mean, maybe he can play outside, maybe he plays inside. It gives him some more talent there. It's not that I don't think it's the right player at this point, but I definitely think it fills a big need for them, and, and maybe they mm-hmm. overreached on something they knew was, was their biggest need. Um, but, but with that, I think I'm going to have to, to bow out for tonight unless unless the Lions jump back in somehow in the first round. I think that's uh, where, where I'll step out. But uh, good stuff, and uh, I really enjoyed, yep. enjoyed sharing the draft with you guys, and, and we'll see what happens the rest of the night. Yeah, thanks for joining yeah, us. It was a fun catching. time. Uh, that's always uh, the godfather of the football garbage time previous uh, previous uh, editor-in-chief of Football Extra Points, and also FXP Jr. on there with him, giving us some early deep knowledge there. Uh, so thanks a lot, you guys, for joining us the show. All right. Let's flip it over here. There's four minutes left on the clock for the Jets. Ryan, is there any chance that the Jets decide to take a wide receiver here? They're, they're all there, and they clearly have a need there as well. I mean, you know, again, I, I was obviously on record last year saying they should go for tackle, but, you know, I think, especially with the with the exit of Robbie Anderson, like, I don't I don't know how you don't take one of these guys, uh, you know, particularly, again, Jerry Judy. So, um, that that's why I would go with it. I mean, the only interesting thing, and I don't think the Jets are the team to do this, we're probably looking at the, the 49ers now for a trade, but uh, I just saw a tweet from Schefter saying that this is the first time since 2015 – that not a single one of the top 10 picks was traded out. So, um, yeah. again, I would, I would guess that the, that we're not going to see anybody in position to do it till the 49ers here at 13. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I certainly don't see the jets doing it, but, um, yeah, you have to take a receiver here. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you don't take Jerry Judy in this spot, you know, even, even for I mean, one of these tackles. Like for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think there's some amazing value here. Adam, any way that the Jets decide not to take a wide receiver here? I can't see it. I, you know, you're talking about you know Judy and Lamb. That 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 top ten talent right there. You know, you could argue with uh, Judy. Uh, you know, I think Sam Darnold. You know, he showed definitely some flashes last year, and I think you know you can. This is a deep wide receiver class, but I don't think they need one receiver. I think they need at least two. You know, I. You know, right. speaking from experience, you know, they have, uh, you know, one of our favorite, uh, one of our former receivers in Washington. Um, so I can't see how they don't double double up and take a receiver here and probably take a receiver later in the draft. But, 
you know, it's some crazy things that are going on. Don't be surprised if it creates someone because I think Jets need more than just a couple picks. And I think Raiders are the likely spot for either Lamb or Judy. But everybody's right. been saying that the Denver Broncos have been the team to watch for, and they wanted one of those guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Denver tries to, you know, make a play right now for Denver. I think we could be one of the first straight summits. It'll be interesting to see that happen. And uh, I'm just pulling up our draft prop bet picks, and they're not looking great right now, guys. We had all, almost across the board, Scott and Joey, Adam. Um, so both of you, Scott, Scott and Joey, had four quarterbacks being drafted in the first round. So did I. Adam had five. Joanne had four. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I assume that uh, you probably are somewhere in between two and four. We're, we're not there yet. So I'll be interested to see what happens there. And then running back, one for Scott, one for Joey, two for myself and Adam and Joanne. And, of course, number of trades in the first round, I think we're all, like, uh, a little stunned here because uh, Scott had six, Joey and Adam had five, I had four, Joanne had one. She actually might win out on this number of trades there because no trades are happening. Let me ask you, Ryan, just sitting here today, I know you have an insight of uh, the first couple picks here. How many quarterbacks do you think are going to draft in the first round now? I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's so it's it's crazy. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, you got to look at the the talent left at at wide receiver and um, in tackle and say that you know there's still a ton of talent to go there. Um, You know, the the safeties, uh, especially in uh, Grant Delpit. Xavier McKinney, who I think yep. are, are absolutely first round talent. Um, they got to go at some point still. Uh, and then there's still, uh, I think Christian Fulton is still, uh, Christian Fulton's still the, the one guy that, the one corner that's still left the first round talent. Uh, Javon Kinlaw. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's still, there's still that plus, plus all the reports that we're going to see seven offensive tackles. I mean, so if we're hearing tackles uh, and receivers, if we've got 10 left. Who do you hear? Jeff, I've got a. Uh, the Jets, it's going to be Mackie Becton out of Louisville. Mackie Becton. Mackie Becton uh, for the Jets at number 11. Unbelievable. Wow. Jerry Judy might become the Jerry best Judy. value in a draft in years, dude. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I can't believe they uh, – I mean, they obviously need offensive linemen. They obviously need an offensive tackle. But that it seems like a mistake with all those wide receivers on the board. Uh, reaction – Joey, well, you broke the news. What do you think? Um, obviously, he had that uh, failed or uh, flagged drug test at the combine, which is always a concern. Um, but we saw, I mean, what was it, four or five years ago now that uh, Laramie Tunsil and the gas mask video came out, and he still went pretty high. Um, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. I think Becky Beckton was probably the rawest of the the group. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he went before Worf. Um, with, with, uh, yeah. Obviously, Worf is still on the board here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the next four or five picks, though. Uh, and, and like like I said, and I even I, I said it a couple podcasts ago. I think that uh, there's going to be a run on offensive line in the top ten, and we've already got three off the board with 11 picks in. That was a little bit off in the timing, but uh, I'll take it. So you were wrong is what you're saying. Wow. That's what I heard. Yes, like always, Ryan, I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, looking ahead real quick, though, I mean, the Raiders, with their, with their, with their horrible oh, yeah, wide receiver right. core, the, the Raiders have to go with Jerry Judy, right? 
I think they're going to go Lamb. You have to. I think they go. They have to go one of the two. There's no way. I mean, I, I, well, yeah, I look at Mayock. You could see him go Kinlaw. I feel like I feel like Mayock would go Kinlaw, like just just to really like. Piss me off personally, but I, I can't imagine they, they, uh, <laughs> they miss one of these receivers now. I, I just think that the Raiders have to pick. I mean, uh, and in the mock draft, Joey, you pick Henry Ruggs, but uh, that's because Jerry Judy already off the board. I, I just don't see a reason. I don't see how the Raiders don't take uh, Jerry Judy at this point. Adam, I'm going to go back and ask you the same question. Is there any way the Raiders don't take a wide receiver here at number 12? No way possible. Even if, even, even, you know, even if the Jets did go, uh, you know, when Judy lands, San Francisco would have took rug. So, you know, the next two picks after this is going to be Judy and Lamb in, in whichever order. Because, um, I, I, again, I just like everyone else, I didn't have it in the right order. But I said it'd be a run on offense, tackles, and be one on receivers. I thought, you know, we might see another quarterback. But as we were talking before, a lot of these quarterbacks, after it was, after it was Burrow, you know, Sue and Herbert, you're going to see the back end of the first round is looking to see. I still stick to my predictions. We're going to still see probably most likely hurt and maybe even Ethan. Um, but the run on offense, tackles and receivers, I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised there hasn't been a trade-up, to be honest with you. Yeah, that is really surprising to me. There has no, there's been no trades at this point. Um, it really, just, just deep into the draft, no trades. And, of course, the fact that we still have all the wide receivers on the board. It's unbelievable that this is happening right now. Um, Ryan, flipping back over to you, um, no chance, right, that the Raiders decide to go a different direction? I, I wouldn't say no chance again. I just, I don't know, like, Mayock still kind of strikes me as a an old school um, draft mentality or, or football composition mentality mixed with the fact that, I mean, you look at their first-round draft last year, and I think it was a bit surprising. And, and if you look at the, the two uh, defenders they took early last year, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the defensive end's name now uh, out of Clemson. Why can't I remember his name? Um, regardless, uh, Abraham out of, out of Mississippi State. Um, and, uh, again, I'm drawing a blank on it. But, like, those are two more physical uh, big players. So, I, I don't know why. Kinlaw just – I could see the Kinlaw thing happening, um, and maybe and maybe now because uh, I've had a few, and I'm a Patriots fan that the the red the red blue and silver glasses are starting <laughs> to come over my eyes a little bit, and I'm starting to get a little right bit now. tingly over off. what what receivers could stay uh, on the board for the oh. Pats pick, but yeah, if I uh, for the Raiders right now, is I there a leak I yet? Seen anything yet? But um, neither have I. Honestly, if the Raiders. Go receiver. I don't think it matters because I still think they need a quarterback. Derek Carr is not good. I don't like him. Um, so even if it is a receiver here, uh, I don't see it making. Uh, so by the way, Mike Clay just tweeted out "Wow" with an exclamation point with no other context to it. So not that's sure not if good. that's in regards Uh-oh. to the Raiders pick. If it's Jordan Love, it's Jerry Judy then. It's Ruggs. Jordan, oh my God, that would Henry be crazy Ruggs. if it was Jordan Love. It's Henry Ruggs. It's Ruggs. It's Henry Ruggs. He did, they just drafted wow. Henry Ruggs oh ahead God. of Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb. Talk mm-hmm. about overthinking it. Oh, my wow. goodness. Oh, my God. Henry That's a Raiders Ruggs. pick right there. Wow. The Raiders. Raiders. They, took the number, they took the number two the number two receiver off the team. <laughs> you take Ruggs. <laughs> <and they're laughs> you know, he was number two on the depth chart. 
I'll tell you what I heard though. What I heard before the draft they had two engine two two uh, medicals to watch. It's Jerry Judy uh, saying that I think there was some cartilage issue in his knee that most uh, GMs didn't care about, but there's a few. But the number one red flag was going to be Javon Kinlaw. Um, that I would not be surprised if we started to see a, a free fall for those two. I think San Francisco. I think it's going to be CD Lamb next. Wow. I don't want to say I called it. Amazing. I don't want to say I called it, but uh, in my mock, I think I had Rugs to to the Raiders. Is that right, Hukun? You did have Henry Rugs to the Raiders. Of course, Jerry Judy was off the board, but yes, you did have Henry Rugs to the Raiders as well. <laughs> and Adam did have C.D. Lamb going to the 49ers at number 13. So we'll see if that's right. But boy, wouldn't that be a kick in the pants with Henry Rugs, C.D. Lamb? What's interesting is, Adam, in our mock draft at 15, you had the Broncos thinking of Mr. Chenault. I mean, yeah. I mean that was short of Jerry Judy on the board. You know, even no. Jerry Judy, I mean, it's just, wow. You know, this leaves a, uh, some serious yeah, riches it's here Yeah, it's officially rugs here. Wow. Wow. Indeed. I just got that Henry from Rappaport. Ruggs. I don't know if you've seen it on TV yet, but Rappaport's got the tweet out. It's rugs. Yeah, yeah. I see it's wow. uh, popped up on ESPN's side as well. So uh, really shocking, just shocking. Henry Rugg selected a, ahead of his teammate, who is a wide receiver too in his own team, ahead of Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy's still on the board now. Uh, crazy, crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, I have to tell you, though, Fringe just reminded me, uh, Paul, he's actually been saying for three months now that Rugg is the number one receiver. So <laughs> so someone did call it. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Little shout out there. There's always one. There's always one person who thinks yeah. it's right. And it's not. It's more than just Henry Ruggs' mom. There's others. Uh, speed kills. Speed kills, man. I, I think. <laughs> I think here we'll see our first trade. I think Atlanta maybe trades up here and tries to grab a uh, Kinlaw yeah. with him on the board. Um, I don't know. But uh, it's definitely not. It's not going to be worse. If, if the Falcons trade up, it's not going to be worse because they had they drafted what two offensive linemen in the first round last year. Uh, if my memory serves me. Um, so we're still seeing a little bit of a slide. Um, finally got the first receiver off the board. Uh, but I think San Francisco has been really trying to trade back in recent days. And I think the, Fal- the Falcons have been really aggressive about trading up. So I think it might be Kinlaw and Falcons. Wow, very interesting. Well, five minutes, 30 seconds left on the clock for the 49ers. Will they pull off a trade? In fact, will they pull off a first trade? of the drafts, because right now <laughs> we're sitting on zero. And uh, i got to ask you, Adam, are you going to revise your estimate uh, or your your uh, prediction that there'll be five trades in the first round? It's still looking like it. Uh, I'd say <laughs> we'd, be lucky, we'd be lucky to see, you know, three, two or three trades at this point, because I think teams are – I think teams want to hold on to those six, just, you know, with all the guys right now that are slipping. You know, if you told me yesterday that Works, Lamb, and Judy would all be available at 39, I would I would have said you're crazy. Right, um, right. So I, I can't I I can't believe it. Because like, I thought Ben Denver was one of my number one. You know, like you thought Liz Richardson. Oh, you know, right. That guy's gonna probably be you know in the 20s or even later now, depending. It seems really concerned with his medicals, but you know, yeah. Right now, I think at 14, you know, with with Tom Brady in um in Tampa Bay. That seems like the perfect match for Tristan Wirth right now because Donovan Smith, you know, they gave yeah. him all that money. But, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll leave him the left tackle. They'll let Wirth play right tackle, which he played Iowa. And, 
you know, eventually Worf will move to left tackle. But to me, that seems like the most logical fit. So I think it's Judy. You know, uh, it'll be right now either Judy or Lamb, and then Worf, and then Denver Judy or Lamb. That that's uh, yeah. you know, I think it's pretty, pretty obvious. Yep, at makes least I think so. Makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. I mean, that's definitely the one, the one problem with the Buccaneers line, and we were talking earlier about uh, them getting Gronkowski and that Gronkowski is one of the most uh, you know, underrated in some ways. He's one of the best blocking tight ends out there as well. So, obviously, shoring up that line and as well as giving Tom Brady uh, a target, yeah, getting worse there would uh, basically fill the one left leftover gap in that offensive line, which is exactly what they need. So, that would be very interesting to see. Uh, of course, this is just absolutely fascinating with Jerry Judy not off the board yet. San Francisco 49ers at 3 minutes and 25 seconds left on the clock and still picking nothing yet. Joey, any word on what's happening with San Francisco 49ers? Um, I have not seen anything yet uh, regarding the 49ers. Um, Obviously, they're still on the clock. It doesn't say pick is in for me at least. Do you guys see anything about the pick being in? Yep, I still have 3 minutes left uh, on the clock for the 49ers, that now it's 2:55. And what are your thoughts here on them taking uh, one of these wide receivers? Uh, personally, I, I I don't. I think C.D. Lamb would be the pick for the Niners. Um, I know who's the wideout they have there. My mind's blanking. I'm, I'm a few a few deep here. Um, who, who did they <laughs> draft last year in the first round? Receiver, uh, maybe second round. Is it uh, – I'm blanking. He's so good that we all have blanked on his name at the same time. Uh, Devo Samuel. And, and, yes. And, uh, yeah. I think Devo has been kind of recruiting uh, Lamb on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. Um, so if it is uh, – if they do go receiver, which I don't – I don't think they will. Um, maybe they go Kinlaw because of the um, – the trade they made with the Colts, uh, trading um, – what the hell is his name? <laughs> uh, <can> somebody, <laughs> somebody tell me who they traded That the Colts guy for this guy. Pick? Ryan, Adam, anybody? Can, can you tell me who the 49ers traded to the Colts for pick 13? Oh, DeBuck, uh, Forrest DeBuck, uh, wow. The Forrest Buckner. Okay, thank you. The Forrest Buckner, so, Jesus. I, you had me all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if Devon Kinlaw was a pick here. Um, try to get some value back after uh, after trading DeForest Buckner to the Colts. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be a receiver here, though. I don't think receiver for the next two well, picks. I, I was just talking about it with my, my nine-year-old, who understands way more about the draft than he should at nine. Um, but I, I think, <laughs> I think Denver, Denver's probably the next logical spot for a receiver. I, I think these next we two... We have a trade. Uh, yeah, we see, we knew this whole time. Trade. The Bucks traded up one spot um, to 13, and I think it's to grab Tristan Wirtz. If uh, it's got to be, if, uh, it's got to be worse. Yeah, they got to yep. upgrade that line. If yeah, that'd be a perfect spoke to them. Well, my board's still showing 13 and 14 Tampa. Are we sure they they swap these picks and not future picks? Oh wow, I, I'm not sure. Is my board showing Tampa, Tampa, yeah, and Denver right now? Yeah, my yeah, right. Tampa, Tampa as well. It's got to be wow. very interesting. So they, they seem to give up their first round. That's Maybe. crazy. Oh. That's crazy. Got to be a got to be a mistake. Yeah. What? I, I, yeah. 
Tampa gave How up. How would they be able to pull it off? Wait, Tampa coming up to San Francisco's spot for tackle. San Fran getting 14 and 117 and giving 13 okay. and last time round pick. Okay, so they just haven't updated the board. So, yeah, they did swap. They swapped this okay, one. Exactly. And 117 exactly. is what? Third round? Third round pick? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. So, yeah, so they got Maybe. a third. They, got a, uh, well, they basically swapped the third and seventh. Fourth round? Fourth round? It's a fourth. Is that yeah. fourth? Okay, yeah, mass top. I've been drinking. <laughs> it's close. It's I mean, close. it makes for, for sense. Drinking, that All these teams are trying to trade back, but because of that, I think it, like, oversaturated the trade back market, and you're seeing not a lot of value for, for uh, trading back. I mean, only picking up a four, and they gave up 245. So only picking up that fourth. Um, I know the, the 49ers are kind of lacking in draft capital, so they probably would have accepted anything at this point. Um because I know that they have yeah. the two and first, like and then their, ne- their next pick isn't until the fifth round. But now they have the fourth. Um, I mean, that's a pretty so good. That's a pretty good helps. swap to move back one spot. It, it, yeah, I think yeah, Lynch I think continues to swindle. Lynch continues to so swindle uh, GMs years, on, on so. trade day right. on draft day. Right, right. This, this is perfect. This reminds me of what the 49ers did to the Bears a couple years ago, uh, getting <laughs> draft capital, moving back one spot. And not and not having any intention of taking the guy that the one fifty team moving up one spot was going to take. I don't think that the forty ers were sitting there thinking, "I'm going to take Tristan Wirfs." And and it's, it makes sense that that's what the uh, the uh, Buccaneers are looking to do here. So uh, yep, that's it's it's in. Um, and the, the leak is out. It's it's going to be Tristan Wirfs. Um, wow. Wirfs. Okay, as we all like said, his, his slide is over. The top four offensive tackles are off the board after thirteen picks. Um, not surprising Amazing. to me at least. Um, not at I all. am surprised. Not it's the way it's the last, it was just the order in the last here. Me. Yeah, yeah, and and the fact that so few wide receivers are off the board at this point, and only one trade, uh, but a perfect pickup, a perfect draft pick for the Buccaneers. I think. I mean, I, I this is clearly the one, one one issue they had with their offensive line. Now with Tom Brady, well, full offensive line of Tristan Wirfs, uh, picking up Gronk is a great blocking tight end, and OJ Howard, an underrated blocking tight end as well. I mean, I think Cameron Brayton may become um, ex- uh, uh, become unnecessary in Tampa, but there's there's some uh, there's some heat there in Tampa Bay now. I think with this pick, uh, what do you think here, Ryan? I mean, I mean, I think the the pick makes sense for Tampa. Like I said, I'm just going to keep saying wow until Jerry Judy's off the board because I just can't even fathom what's going on. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. I'm with you. But, 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 but the pick I, in I a vacuum probably makes sense. The back end of the first round is not trading up for Judy or, or Lamb right now because the value – I don't get it. You trade up I don't get 20, it. You can get you can yeah, get what, you, picks for a third round right we just now. Saw. How do you not swap like a, like a, a – you know, like I look again, a team like the Patriots who need offensive weapons right now, right? You have uh, – they have three or four third-round picks. How do you not swap one of those to move up six slots with somebody right now and just swap first-round picks? Yeah. You know, just to go just to go yeah. get one of these guys. Um, it's just – Judy it's or Lamb. Remarkable. Yeah. Uh, but Tampa, I mean, like we said, San Fran, I still don't think – I think they're going Kinlaw. That would be my guess. I don't think they're going to go after a, a receiver position here. Denver, yeah. Atlanta, I don't see it. So, I mean, we're looking at a position here where, um, you know, those third and – fourth guy or those fourth and fifth receivers and six receivers. I mean, you're still talking about Pittman, uh, the kid out of Colorado, whose name I always butcher. So I'm not going to say there you go. Uh, Michael Pittman jr. I mean, these are all guys who are projected to go in the first round and 
and we right. still haven't even seen Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb come off the board. I mean, it feels That's like Dalen Raycord, 20 through 30 uh, might be, like, all wide receivers. And yeah, Jalen Raycord, Jefferson, you know. Yeah, you, got, you know. You know, everyone said, you know, a, a Grand Delta would drop. You know, there's guys that, you know, even people are saying that, you know, Cole Komet's going to come off in the first round because, you know, everyone needs a tight end even if it's not the best class. But, you know, you, you're going to go to Denzel Mims, you know. This, this, this yeah. class is really deep. We're going to work. Brandon Ayuk. I like Brandon Ayuk even. I mean, there's just a lot of depth here at wide receiver now that can be – I mean, heck, Chase Claypool now can be my the second, yep. you know. I mean, it's going to be yeah. really interesting to see what happens. T. Higgins, you know, that that's a guy, you know, he's limited in a lot of things that he does, but, you know, he's, uh, you know, A.J. Green, you know, type ready for the NFL. So, you know, there's a ton of wide receivers on the board. If somehow San Francisco passes, this is going to be a crazy free ball to me. Well, I know that Ryan wants T. Higgins to end up uh, a Patriot after he picked in the mock draft. Uh, I think yeah, your chances are pretty good right now, Ryan. That you can get T. Higgins or better uh, at 23. Um, I just I can't even contain yeah. myself right now. This is as excited I've ever been. And you watch, he's gonna go and draft a, a freaking safety out of uh, <laughs> God. Where where the yeah where the hell was Jordan Richards out of Iowa or whatever? Like not Iowa. Uh, it was Illinois. He's gonna draft like a safety out of yeah, Illinois. I've never heard of it. Piss me off or trade down. And he's gonna have all these great names <laughs> yeah, on the board. Right. But hopefully. Hopefully he – my theory is the reason why they're going to go over receivers today is because Brady was the one who was impatient and couldn't work in rookie receivers. Well, now, now that's gone. So I hope he plays to his team and says for Sidham to be successful or if they go from or Hurts later on, for one of those guys to be successful, I need to put as much talent out there as possible. And I, and I like with the addition right. today of um, – Marquise Lee, I really like the receiving core a lot better because I do, I, I do believe in the kill here. I just think it was an injury-plagued rookie year with a quarterback who was you know, clearly planning to move on from the team at that point, so he wasn't investing in the future as much as he should have. Um, so if you can go and add one of these guys in here, and now you got Edelman, Lee, Harry, and player X, you know, name one of these guys we just all talked about. Um, I love that. I love that idea. So I'm um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I've watched enough drafts of Belichick to know that he's going to swap this first-round pick for three second rounds, and it's going to piss me off. (laughs) It won't be that exciting for you if he he does that. Well, guys, three minutes, 20 seconds left on the clock for the San Francisco 49ers, the 14th pick. Uh, We're actually running out of tape because uh, this show is over at 10 p.m. So looks like we're going to squeeze in the 49ers. Maybe we'll get the Broncos in there. Uh, three minutes and five seconds left on the clock for the San Francisco 49ers. We need to see what happens here with them. Um, any predictions there, Joey? Um, I just want to say when when we uh, finish up here at 10, I'll be hopping over to the guys at uh, Beer Fueled Fantasy. Um, they have a live stream going, uh, so I'm going to hop in there. Um, I know they're into craft beers, and I'm drinking a, uh, a college special here, a broke college student special called Natural Light. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, <laughs> it tastes like this. What vintage of Natty um, Light are you drinking there? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll be hopping oh, over to talk to the beer field guys for a little while. Um, but I think Absolutely. San Francisco might trade down again here. Um, they really need draft capital and um, – Trading down is the best way to do it. Yep. I can see that. Yep. I think, I think San Francisco, or I mean, sorry, Philadelphia 
is really in on the receivers. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team on the phone with the 49ers right now um, trying to get Lamb or Judy. Um, I kind of want it to be Lamb so that Ryan's head explodes um, before we get off here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be entertaining indeed. Wow. So we're down to only a uh, minute 44 on the clock and uh, still nothing for the 49ers. I guess they must be working on a trade right now. I can't imagine that they're still thinking about who they want to select, seeing how they had all that time uh, at 13, and now moving on to 14, had all that time at 14 to figure out who they wanted. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think that the whole, the whole trade-back scenario makes sense because now there's a lot of value. I think the value for this pick is, is really going up. And, you know, as a Redskins fan, I hate to say it, but Philadelphia, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, for them. But now, you know, they could arguably, you know, move up for, you know, maybe just call it from a third or even, a, you know, back to fourth exchange. But I think with Lane and Judy on the board, we're going to see a trade. I'd be shocked if you don't see a trade because I think Denver's made it clear they're going wide receiver. So, you know, like I said, Judy, Lamb, Ruggs, those are your top three. After that, you have a little bit of drop-off. So, I agree 100%. I think it's, it's watch Philadelphia right now because they've been one of the biggest uh, movers in the last, uh, like, three or five, four drafts. So, to me, that's, that's very likely. I think, uh, you know, I see no reason why San Francisco wouldn't do that because even if they do want a receiver to help uh, Garoppolo out, you can still get him in a trade back, you know, even if it's the second round. So, that's a likely scenario to me. Interesting. So that's and, and I and I, I agree with all that. And there's uh, 20 seconds left on the clock with Kansas for 49ers. Uh, I don't see any word yet about a trade. Does anybody else see anything here about a trade? No, no. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Mike Garoppolo just tweeted out that the Niners aren't agonizing over a pick. They're they're bleeding the clock because of a possible trade. Um, so um, yeah. uh, it looks like my prediction might be coming true here. Um, makes a lot of sense. So the pick is in. Interested to see that the team is, um, or maybe they're missing the pick. Who knows? Interesting. Well, uh, apparently it says the pick is in on, on ESPN. So, uh, oh. uh, theoretically. Here it goes. Yeah, they're, they're, ha- they're happy. It's, it's Lamb with Judy. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're really happy right now. It's, it's one it, of those. They look pretty excited. Best case scenario for me is the Redskins fan for Judy and Lamb to come off at 14 or 15, though, because I do not want to see either of them in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, I, I would assume that Philadelphia is going to be pretty aggressive about trying to get a wide receiver. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been saying from the get-go, I, I see I see Jefferson or even them possibly. Oh, my a God. Little bit, but they're, they're going to oh get one of those guys. I can't oh, believe it. Yes. Javon Kinlaw, 14th overall to the 49ers. Wow. Kinlaw goes to the 49ers. Ian Javon Kinlaw. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And-